preface this with Holy Spirit, just cover what I'm about to say. I don't want anything weird to come out of it. But um, when I was first here, I was um, we were in a room over here, and I, I wrestled all night. My dreams were all about just barely escaping from being raped all night long. I would wake up and, oh, and I'd put, go back to sleep, and someone else was trying to grab me, and I would oh, wake up and, oh. And my sons were with me that time, Timmy and Corey. And I, I went to their door. I was kind of tired, but I went to the door, knocked on their door, and um, Timmy comes out kind of looking like, wow. And I'm like, ha, ha, you've got jet lag. And he said, no, Mommy. He said, all night long I dreamt of rescuing women from being raped. And I knew that sexual violence was in the atmosphere here. And we talked about it. We talked about it with the street pastors. We talked about um, what's going on around here. We asked, is this legitimate? Yes, it is. And I am so impressed with how the atmosphere has shifted in the last few years since I've been here. So that's the good on you. Way to go. Um, and, but, but there's still a little bit more to do. Um, And I had a dream, and I don't want to be tacky, so I'll just leave it at this, that in my dream, it was still uh, violence. It's like I don't, that's exciting to not come here and feel that, but there's still a weird twist to the sexuality that needs to change. And I think what needs to happen now is a releasing of proper intimacy. Intimacy that is not... I'm going to control you because I'm safe, or I'm going to be controlled by you because you are afraid, but the ability to be intimate without the need to be in control. Does that make sense? So there's your your next assignment if you choose to accept it. (laughs) And, And I think that, you know, part of a healthy family relationship dynamic is kind, firm confrontation. See, when we have control issues, when we have to be in control, we don't do well with confrontation. Because I can't confront someone who needs to be in control all the time because I'm going to be hitting against that um, wound in them. And if I'm used to being being controlled, I don't have a voice to be able to confront all right, so we're going to look at how I'm kind of bringing it in two different areas, but I'm hoping that by the end of this quick little sermon, we're going to have some boundaries on confrontation, but it's going to come also through the ability to discern and discern correctly. Okay, so we're going to begin with First um, Corinthians 12, and I'm going to look at some things as I go in here. In verses 12, 1 through 3, there is actually a warning about the ability to be led astray. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. And I don't think he's just saying that, okay, we're going to check the, the demons out here. Jesus is Lord. You know, that's the, the old thing. It's like, okay, make them say Jesus is Lord. Make them say Jesus is Lord, and we'll know if it's a demon or not, right? 
And if they couldn't say it, it was like, oh, then we cast it out. I don't think that's just what he's saying. I think he's giving us parameters here. He said, you were led astray. And because you were led astray before you came into the church, do not be unaware that you can still be led astray. And you're going to have to connect to the Holy Spirit so that the one that is your comfort and your teacher is able to keep you from being led astray. How do we keep from being led astray? There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministers and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in persons. But to one, okay, I'll skip there. In the scripture that I was reading earlier, it has the Spirit, the Son, and the Father. How do we keep from being led astray? We make sure that what we are discerning, what we are picking up, can be filtered through what Jesus, Father, God, and the Holy Spirit are saying. Because if your character is not referring to Father, God, Jesus, or Holy Spirit, you have a possibility of being picking up something that is not actually coming from God. And the skew will, can, has the ability to lead you astray. Why are we in this place of discernment? Seven, to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. You know, as we teach today about discernment, as I teach you a little bit more about what's going on, I think, for the church, this is never about you. It can't be about just you. It has to be about the church. It has to be about the common good. The, how do we confront? How do we keep within this? We, we filter it through Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Is this his heart? How would Father God say it to this person? How would Jesus say it to this person? Holy Spirit, give me the idea of how to say it. And is this going to be for the good of the body? Or is it just about me showing off that I can discern? And then what in here, the gifts, are available to us? To one is given wisdom through the Spirit. To another, knowledge according to the Spirit. Another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another, the effecting of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the distinguishing of spirits or discerning of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works these things, distributing to each of them individually as he wills. So today, as I talk about discernment, I am not putting discernment above the other gifts. But I feel like we need to bring discernment back into the church. I think that we have gone through extremes And I'll talk about those in a minute, the extremes that have happened. And I think discernment kind of got kicked out of the church. And I think it's been given a bad rap for good reasons. (laughs) And I think if we keep it within the boundaries of God, that we can bring this gift back in a way that edifies the body. C.S. Lewis, I love the quote that he said, that the enemy always sends distractions in pairs of opposites. And he said, you see why, of course. The enemy relies on your extreme dislike for the one to propel you to the other. 
But the issue is he doesn't care which one you get stuck in. He just wants you distracted from truth, right? Okay. So what happened in the late 70s, early 80s in the church was this awakening up to that we are in a war, Ephesians 6, that we fight not against flesh and blood, but powers, principalities, authorities, and dominions, right? And so what happened is we got this sense of, okay, we're going to discern and we're going to fight. And so over here, everything became, oh, there's a demon here, there's a demon there. And, and we just began fighting. We're going to struggle and we're going to, we're strong in God. And we're fighting and fighting and fighting. And in this place of everything was demonic, discernment moved outside of the boundaries and became a calling out of everything you've done wrong. A calling out of, and you, you're carrying this spirit. And poor little Sally's like, I'm not Jezebel, I'm really not. <laughs> you know, and, and you, and you've got this. And, and so discernment actually became almost an arrogant way of being superior because we could discern. And if in, there was no way to challenge me because you just don't have the gift. And because of the misuse of discernment, it, I think it propelled most, most of the church. It released such fear that it propelled most of the church over to, yeah, yeah, no. No, 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 really, really. Um, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Sal, Sally will get better. Just, just let it go. Let it go. And both of those extremes are not helpful in community. Because as a community, we have to be able to confront and it, in order to confront, you have to be able to discern. It was probably about three years ago the Lord said to me, it's time to start telling the king he's not wearing his clothes. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's, Lord God said, yeah, you are. I'm like, nope, not going to do that. Because what I have found in response to this fear, in response to everything that you see on someone, this this ability to keep quiet because you're safer. Because if you start to say, you know, do, you know, do you see control on that person? You know, in leadership, I'm in leadership, and they're like, oh, it'll be okay. You just need to be nice. You just need to speak the gold in them. Pull out the gold, pull out the gold. I'm going to pull out the gold, but at the same time, I might be moving some of your teeth out with you. (laughs) Because sometimes the gold is so connected, you have to be able to get into those places. Sometimes you need a root canal. (laughs) But it's that place of being able to say, I see it. I'm not mad at you, I'm not judging you, but I see it, and wouldn't you like to see it too? Because I bet you don't know what you're fighting against. Because I bet if you knew what you were fighting against as a good Christian, you would want it gone. (laughs) So I told the Lord, nope, not going to do it. I'm not going to point out anything that's wrong. In leadership, I'm not talking about running around the church with flags going, you're on, and pointing, you know, this guy's got perversion. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living in community. I'm talking about being able as relationally available to godly confront. It's part of family. 
Okay. And when we don't have the ability to speak, control has more and more and more ability to take place. Because I'm going to control your attitude rather than confront your attitude. Okay? But I'm going to trust that people are mature enough in the Lord now to control themselves. I like when Danny says, on a good day, I can control myself. But never can I control you. I can try, but it's an illusion to think that I'm actually able to control you. Because you have to partner in that. Right? So I told the Lord, yeah, no, uh, I'm not going to tell the king he's not wearing his clothes. Because if I do that, I'm going to look like this group of people that is out here going, um, it's all demonic. Oh, my gosh, look at that. Do you want that thing sucking on your neck? Really? You want that demon right there? No, no, no. All of this stuff going on here, it's like, God, I don't know how to tell the people and tell the church what I see and not go through this Bring back the fear. Bring back the judgment. Bring back the superiority of the gift. I don't know how to do it. And I said, and by the way, God, it didn't go good for anyone in that that fable. Everyone that confronted the king got in trouble. And he said it went well for the little boy. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And if you think about the fable, it was when the little boy said, I don't get it. I don't see any clothes. That the revelation came to the king that he had been fooled. And I thought, well, God, why did it go well for the little boy? And the Lord said he didn't have an agenda. He just was confused. Because what he saw and discerned was not what everybody was telling him he should be seeing. And I think that as we bring discernment back into the church, as we, we, we come out of this swing, because from being so much fear and so much um, anger and superiority and everything here, um, and swinging over to just, just be quiet, God will work it out, you know, love will cover it, it'll all be good. No, I think without an agenda, we can bring discernment back in the parameters, and back into the church. And I don't think the church is going to go where it needs to go without this balance coming back into the church. What it, there are a few things I want to talk about quickly. Within keeping within the boundaries, yes, what we talked about. Um, when you confront someone, would Father God say it this way? Would Jesus do it this way? Would the Holy Spirit prompt you to say it? I, I'm looking at those boundaries, but I think there's some practical things that we can look at. And one of them is, you could be wrong. What a thought. See, without an agenda, I'm not attached to this word that I have to be right. Right? See, if I have an agenda, if I'm like, you know what, this is anger. I know it's anger. And so I'm just going to go up, Sally, you're just angry. I see anger all over you. And it's like without the ability to, to distance myself from the need of this word being right, I'm not able to keep it without an agenda. What does that look like? So Sally, you need to just confess your sin because anger's all over you. You obviously have done something wrong. Well, that's an agenda. 
So maybe you go, Sally, are you okay today? Well, why? Well, you you just kind of seem like you're angry today. Are you okay? Yeah. You know, I just had a really hard morning. Why does that work? Because I don't have an agenda. I just have information. If I'm going to allow myself the ability to be wrong, it will keep me from having to not speak to harm people. Does that make sense? At the same time, I don't want to swing from, oh, I I don't have to be wrong so I can talk, to, oh, I don't have to be wrong so I can just blurt out anything and practice on you all. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying, are you, are you within the boundaries of, is this what Father would do? Is this what he's doing today? Is this how my fr- Jesus would be as my friend? Is this the Holy Spirit prompting me? Still keep within those boundaries. <laughs> One of the things that I learned from my son is, how many of you have children? How many of you realize you're probably learning more from them than they've learned from you? Right. So one of the keys I think we need to remember, besides you could be wrong, is this. We were in church, and I had dropped Timmy off, and I went to park. And if you're at Bethel or even here, it's like parking. You have to figure out where the parking is. So I drop him off. So he's already in worship. Worship's going on. And I walk in, and I put my hands up, and I'm thinking, yay, worship. And Timmy's like, Mom. I'm like, what? He goes, what's in this atmosphere? Instantly, I just picked up sexual sin. I'm like, dang it. This is worship. This is church. This should not be in the atmosphere. And I'm inviting him to learn. So I say, what do you think it is? He's like, sexual sin. Oh, dang it. Yep. Mom. Yeah. Where's it coming from? Instantly, I just like zoom, bam, right there. It's coming from that person. And I'm like, I could be wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. It's no one you would know. But it is someone in a minor leadership role, right, at the time. I'm like, dang, I hope I'm not wrong. I hope I'm wrong. So I say to Timmy, well, where do you think it's coming from? He's like, him. I'm like, shoot. Dang it. Now we got two of us. Now, you can have a collective wrong. You can both be wrong. So you still have to be careful. So I'm thinking, okay, what do I do? I'm a leader of the church. And if he is opened a door, if he's done something with perversion, I probably need to confront that as a family member. I need to confront that. But my relationship with him is not a great one, so that bridge is kind of tenuous. So I know what I'll do. I'll have my husband confront him. (laughs) But my husband's not the one who discerned it. So Timmy says, Mom, what should we do? And as I'm going through this, what do we do? How do we do? How, how do we do this with family? How do I? I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, what do we do? I said, well, ask God. So he asks God, and he turns back and goes, Mom, listen to this very carefully. I don't think it's coming from him. I think it's coming 
at him. And we didn't discern that correctly over here. Oh, I see control all over you, Jezebel. Oh, I see fear all over you. Oh my gosh, what a pervert. I see it all over you. And we released this stuff that was scary, maybe discerned incorrectly, or maybe you discerned correctly, but you didn't discern if they had opened the door or if it was an attachment coming at them. And you confront it differently. And if we're going to bring this gift of discernment back into the church, you're going to need to discern also, is this coming from them or at them? And I will guarantee you that most of what you discern, you will keep to yourself. And the more you're able to keep those things to yourself, the more God will help you to discern. But keeping it to yourself isn't, okay, well, I just I know this is right, and I'm just not going to tell them. No, no, keeping it to yourself is intercession. You know, Timmy, at the time, he, he could see out here. And he's looking at this, and he's seeing perversion on this guy. And he's like, what do I do? And the Lord said, it's not coming from him, it's coming at him. And he's like, oh, Mom, we need to warn him. We need to let him know, and we need to start praying for him, because this thing is trying to take him out. But it looked the same. So we need to have that next step. Okay, so here's information. Wow, that's perversion. So, Papa, what do you want me to know about it? Oh, it's been a sign. It's trying to take him out. Okay, so Holy Spirit, what do I do? Oh, okay, I've got to pray. And Jesus, what's your thought in this? Oh, maybe I should go tell him what I'm seeing. Not to scare him, but to ask him, invite him in. Is there something you've been feeling has been coming after you? Does that make sense? Keep it within the boundaries. Because you can still scare people. Oh my gosh, do you know that this is coming after you? That's just the spirit of stupid. Okay, just slap yourself. Because you don't want to, to scare people with what you discern. Before you confront someone, do business with the Lord. Am I supposed to confront? Okay, take off the lens of fear. I'm afraid to confront. No, no, no. Am I supposed to confront for their good, for the good of the body? And if I am, then how am I supposed to do it so that it turns out to be good for the body and not just good for me to get it off my chest? Oh, good, I can finally let it go. And I will tell you, a lot of what you discern will simply become intercession. And you will win battles no one on earth will ever know you won for people. But there are times when you need to go through community and say, can I help you? I see this is coming against you. Do you think, or maybe, you know, is there something coming against you we could help you with? It was, I was so proud of Tim. Tim took this guy to lunch. And Timmy's 17, so he's younger than this guy. And he said, hey, is there something you'd like us to cover you in prayer with? And, you know, he was like, well, no, 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 no. You're just a youth. No, no problem at all. He goes, because my mom and I, <laughs> we, were, we were thinking that possibly you were having an assault come against you in this area. He's like, yeah, why don't you pray? 
And it's not like, oh, because God's going to, you know, the enemy's going to take you out or, oh, it's like, you know, because we could be wrong, but we're thinking that maybe there's an attack coming against you. And this is what we're seeing. Have you, have you felt that? Have you sensed that? And if, if you're doing it without an agenda, because you know, you say, you know, I could be wrong. We could have maybe seen it wrong, but I'm wondering, have you struggled harder in this area? Has it been harder for you to keep your mind clean? Yeah, it has. Oh, well then we're going to pray for you and we're going to command that assignment off of you. Does that make sense? It's important that as we bring this gift back into the body, that we do it with these two real truths. You can be wrong, and it's not always coming from the person. It could be coming at the person. Today in worship, it was really fun. Today we had great prophetic words Today, we had all of the amazing things coming in with the presence of God. Let's make sure that we leave room for confrontation in the middle of that amazing place with God. Let's make sure that we don't just assume that when God shows up, it's going to all be okay. Because in family relationships... There is a need for healthy confrontation. It's got quiet in here. You're all thinking, oh no. Some of us are going to need to to get some skills in this. Some of us might need to to figure out, you know, I've been so afraid. I, I, I have been so beat down by my voice. Like every time I try to speak out, people, you know, just crumple me. Okay, well, take off the lens of victim and put on the lens of discernment. Ask God for discernment. Ask him to take off the victim spirit so that you begin to share your voice. And if your voice isn't heard the first time, ask him, did I, God, did I present it wrong? Did I present it in, in a way that was inappropriate? Or am I just learning to get have a voice? If you're over here and, and every time you have um, given your word, it's, it's just crumpled everybody. We'll take off the bully. <laughs> and present it as information. So many times we are terrified to confront. And because we don't have the proper intimacy as a family, we swing between the bully and the victim. And it's time for us to not be controlling in either way. So close your eyes for a second. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit this. I want you to say out loud, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Have I been a bully with other people? Have I been afraid so I have bullied people? Well, I repent. And Holy Spirit, have I been bullied by people? 
who don't want to hear my voice? Have I been silenced? Then I forgive. I forgive people who are afraid of confrontation. And I forgive myself if I have confronted in a wrong way. Because we're bringing discernment back into the church. But this time we're going to do it right. And it's going to edify the entire body. Which means we get to grow up. (laughs) So this means that when someone walks up to you and says, do you know you came out today without your clothes on? Because... Wow, I didn't really want to see that today. (laughs) What does that look like? You know, when you said that, and that was fueled with rage and anger. Did did you notice anger that just came forth when you said that? Really didn't want to see that today. It's the ability to confront without the agenda and to keep it within the guidelines of discerning with the Spirit, loving the way Jesus loves, and covering the way Father God so brilliantly swats us. Has anyone ever gotten a swat from Father God? Ooh, I have. Did you feel condemned? No. Isn't that crazy? It's like I've actually had him. I was so mad at him one time. I shoved the Bible up in the air. I am not kidding. I'm like, God, someone I prayed for died, didn't get healed. And I'm like, God, what good is it if this word doesn't work? If the promises don't work. I mean, it was like I was so mad at him. I was like, this did not work. I feel like an idiot. I stood out there. I did everything. I proclaimed. I did everything I was supposed to do, and it didn't work. And God... And I was on my face. It was like, bam, on the ground. And it wasn't a good Holy Spirit, bam. It was on my face. And the Lord said, as clear as day, if I never answered one of my promises in this book, my son's sacrifice was sufficient. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I just crossed a line with you. I still did not feel condemned. Oh, I was rebuked. Boy, I had a good old swat. And I'll never do that again. But I was not condemned. Because Father God pierced me with truth that I was able to receive because it was for the good of the body. So stand up. I think a lot of us have been bullied. And I think a lot of us have bullied what does that look like? Some, a lot of there are other people in here that maybe have never also bullied, but maybe have always cowered. Like, oh, they're going to hurt me. Oh, they're going to hurt me. And it, either way, your voice is stolen. And so today, I'm just going to pray for you, and I'm just going to release the ability to discern correctly. 
ha ha and to receive back the gifts of discernment in it, but also the ability to not swing to victim or to the bully. And so, Papa, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that today you would release on this body and the, the, the countries that are represented here the ability to properly bring discernment back into the body. That, that from now on, we're going to learn ways to confront that are godly and within bounds. And we're going to do it without agendas. And we're going to discern, is it coming at them or coming against them or from them? And we're going to be able to properly bring into balance this family life that we live in. That we won't have victims anymore and we won't need bullies. And as we do that, we break the spirit of control (laughs) off the church. And we declare um, in ourselves that control, you don't have a part in us. And I'm looking forward to seeing what God is going to do through your community as you release proper intimacy which includes godly confrontation. Amen.